You're listening to Faith with Friends podcast, where we talk about faith, relationships, and spiritual growth. Welcome to our circle and the conversation where we seek to know God and make Him known. Now, here's your host, Lisa Lorenzo. Welcome back, friends. You're listening to part two for what conflict resolution should look like for believers. And I'm joined by my friend Shonda, and we're just going to drop right in to the second half of the conversation. Thanks for joining us. All right. So now we're going to talk about the fun, fun part. In conflict, acknowledging our own weaknesses, our own mistakes, and our own limitations. I want to tell you that I did this because you did this first. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, if I was rude, it was because you were being nasty. Instead of coming to a conflict saying, listen, the way that I reacted wasn't correct. I want to take responsibility. But that's hard to do when you, you've been attacked or you feel like you're wrong. But this is building on a humility. Can I acknowledge first, you know, that said that the hardest apology to accept is the one that you'll never get. Oh, that's so. So can you accept the apology you never offered? Can you say, they didn't ask my forgiveness, but I'm going to forgive them. And because you're forgiving me, I want to acknowledge my own. And what if us acknowledging our own ugly stuff first is what God uses to change that person's heart? It's so, and it changes us. I like to call it carrying the load. If I've done something wrong, I'm carrying a load. It's very hard for me to put that load down. And now I'm defensive. Because I don't want to acknowledge that I did wrong. But if you come and say, you know what? I was very nasty to you. And I shouldn't have been. I didn't sleep well last night. Or I'm on edge. Or I just, I was, you know, I'm a sinful person. And I want to apologize. That takes the load you're carrying. And I'm going to take a little bit off of you now. And maybe it's easier for you now to carry your load and acknowledge it. Yeah. It's helping. Now we're willing to do that with our kids. Right. Right. I can take responsibility for some of the stuff you did if it will help you move in a better place. So how can we walk in a place, a position of humbleness, looking around at who's carrying the heavy loads and you can see who's carrying the heavy loads. We can picture them. If you're a believer, you can see them from a block away. How can showing humility, taking responsibility, or even saying, you know what? I don't know if I've done something to hurt you. I find you a little, you know, our relationship a little off. And so if I've done something that has bothered you or hurt you, I want to tell you that I love you and I value our friendship and I'm sorry. What? How, do, how does a person become defensive to that? There, there's no way. I mean, I think about all the times in your life where somebody's said they were sorry and you received it so well, or they, they were actually really sorry. There was no but after it. It wasn't, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but I wouldn't have done this if you didn't do that. You know, it, it's like you just said, if you go to the person and acknowledge and accept your responsibility or what you know you could have done better or just even to placate the situation you didn't do anything you're just like I'm I'm sorry for for hurting you in whatever way that look whatever that did I I do apologize it's not like I'm sorry if I hurt you that's that's not obviously the person's hurt so you don't have to you know it's kind of passive aggressive you say that and and yeah I'm definitely guilty of it and and me too Well, let's give a shout out to our friend Conchi because she sent me something yesterday and it's a man who uh, I think he's an attorney and he talks about a little bit of conflict and he says, don't use the word, but because they only hear what you say after that word. So if I say, Shonda, you're great, but dot, 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 you're only going to hear the second part, say, and so if I say, Shonda, 
I'm sorry about this. I'm sorry I hurt you, but you need to work on this. Instead, I say, Shonda, I'm sorry that I hurt you. I'm sorry that I, I did this. And I want to work on our relationship moving forward. Wow. I, instead of saying, Shonda, I'm, I'm sorry that I hurt you, but you need to try to be on time more often. I say, Shonda, I'm sorry that I hurt you. I'm sorry that my words were so nasty to you. And I really want to help you moving forward. So what can I do to help you so that, so that we can meet at a place and a time that makes it more convenient for you? Now, you're not like, oh, yeah, you're sorry, but I'm, I'm the one at fault. No, now you're actually, how can we come together? And I want to work on this. I believe we can do better. Not you, Shonda can do better, but we can do better. And by the way, just so you don't think I'm doing a passive aggressive move, Shonda's never late. Shonda's <laughs> never late. Shonda's always on time. So that's why I felt comfortable using that example because I know that that's not something that Shonda struggles right. with. <laughs> there might be other people on this call that might struggle a little bit with that, but it's not Shonda. <laughs> Definitely. So, I have many flaws. Being late is not one of them. Right. But I think acknowledging our own weaknesses and I think acknowledging our own weaknesses before we meet with the people yeah. like, Lord, is it me, Lord? Is it me? And I've asked him that, Lord, is it me? And sometimes he said, no, it's a spiritual attack. So put on your weapons of warfare and put on your gar armor and march in love and truth. And sometimes he said, yeah, you've been a little off lately. Why don't you come over here and let's talk about it? It's true. Because even when it's a spiritual attack, we don't have to respond and react. Exactly. The That's the key right there. It's it's all in in your response. And man, I wish I could go back, like, I don't know, to the beginning of my having children and really thought, you know, did that instead. I mean, I wasn't a believer when my first daughter was, when my daughter was born, I didn't come to the Lord until she was like four, but gosh, I, I mean, they ha I have great kids that love Jesus, praise God. Um, but I know that relationships for them would have probably, and conflict resolution would have been a lot different had I learned these practices as a young mom rather than an old mom. <laughs> yes, but we don't live in a place of regret. So no, we don't. Gonna... You're right. But we can still we can still model that now in the conflicts that come up in our lives. We can model that. And, you know, I'm going to say that I was raised in a house with a lot a lot of conflict. I was raised in an extremely conflictive home, which is, you know, probably why I'm so messed up now, but I'm messed up and healed by Jesus. And Jesus at my age is growing me and teaching me new lessons and revealing new sins that I need to repent for. And then he's giving me the Holy Spirit to help me do that. So there is no age that you're done until he calls you home. Yeah, it's true. And if, I mean, really, the greatest command is to love your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength, and then love others as yourself. Yeah. If you love God, and you actively pursue a relate, you know, a more intimate relationship with God, the relationships in your life will also be affected, because you're first running to God, and having that posture of godliness which is going to transfer into the way you handle conflict. Right. Well, I'd like to turn right now to the spiritual attack. Because sometimes the spiritual attack doesn't mean that you're innocent <laughs> either. You can be under spiritual attack and it could actually be part of it that you initiated or all of it that you initiated. But there is a spiritual attack that you do everything right, that you're surrendered to God, that you are praying and and the enemy comes at you, but you have to know that everything that touches your head has passed through God's loving hands first. And we have weapons. The other day, 
actually, I'm going to tell you the truth. It was two days ago. It was five o'clock in the morning and I woke up and I, I didn't hear his voice, but he spoke to my heart and God told me, you are fighting a spiritual battle with worldly weapons. And when I say worldly weapons, I'm going to tell you they're good worldly weapons. You know, I'm reading books. I'm speaking to uh, Therapy Thursday with Dr. Lydia. I'm learning about myself and others. But he was right. And he revealed it to me in the middle of the night, five o'clock in the morning, I woke up and I had that word of knowledge. You are fighting with the wrong weapons. This is not about what you can say or how you can approach a conflict because we can do everything right and it can go very wrong. And so I woke up. And I printed out a whole bunch of Bible verses because that's one of my spiritual weapons. And I went around and I prayed over those people. And I said, Lord, who is wise among you from James three by his good conduct, let him show, let him show his works with meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy, selfish ambition in your heart, then don't boast or be, or be false to the truth. This isn't the wisdom that comes from above. Now, when I'm praying this, I'm praying this for the other person. And I'm also, God is revealing to me. Okay, check your heart. Are you being meek? Are you walking in wisdom? Or Ephesians 1, verses 17 through 21, it says, I keep asking that God, our Lord Jesus, the glorious father, may give you spirit, the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. And I pray that the eyes of your heart would be enlightened so that you might know the hope to which you are called. And as I'm praying this over that person, the Lord is speaking it to me. Lisa, I have given you hope. You have the spirit of wisdom. Walk in truth. These are tools. I just want to touch for a minute, and I want to hear you as well. What are the spiritual weapons that God has given us to battle? When you're in war, I want to run. You know, it's fight or flight. I either want to fight you and win, or I'm going to run and I want nothing to do with you but we're called to stand firm on God's promises. So what are some of the spiritual weapons that we're given? I mean, we're given God's word. And like you said earlier, it's sharper than double-edged sword. It never comes back void, which is so amazing. So like you said, you were praying over these people and God is speaking those truths. You're diving into God's word and memorizing those verses. Prayer Prayer, like it is the most important weapon I, yes. that we have. And God says it over and over in the in his word. All of those promises, remembering, and even if it's just one verse a year, if that's all you can do, if it's a short verse, I recommend Exodus 14, 14. It is a super short verse, but it's so easy to memorize. For me, I have, I have like a, my arsenal, so to speak that whenever I'm scared or start to go into worry and fight or flight, like you said, I have verses that I go to and I have memorized and I just keep on repeating those verses until I, I have that peace. Yeah, that's right. And Ephesians six eighteen tells us that with every prayer and request, pray in the spirit at all times. Don't pray with your head, pray with your heart. Yes. Don't pray, Lord, I pray that you teach them this and you do this. No, Lord, I come to you. I don't know what to pray. So I'm asking that the Holy Spirit would intervene. And then it says, stay alert in this with all perseverance and intercession for all. So God is telling you, I don't want you to pray at once. I want you to come to me continually because I'm going to teach you something new each time. I'm going to soften your heart each time. I'm going to give you more wisdom. Prayer is talking to God anywhere, any place. And I want to say, you can pray like I just did. I, I read Bible verses and that was my prayer. 
and you can write down, but, but I encourage you to use your heart, your words, not just repeating something again and again, but talking to God, like you would a friend. If I came to you every day and said, Shonda, I like your glasses. I'd like to borrow your glasses. I like your glasses. You, after a week, you're like, I know. I get it. Shonda, what? I can't see well, and I'm really struggling with my eyesight. And, you know, I, I need your help. And maybe you can, you know, I'm talking, I'm building a relationship with God. Right. And prayer is the most important part. Because if you're not talking and you're not listening, then how are you going to have a relationship? It's very true. And it doesn't have to be this. I know that it's a lot of people feel like there's this certain script. It's just this, this daunting task. And it's not, it's just quieting your heart and asking God to change you. Lord, how are you going? Just change me. Make me look more like you. There's a verse that created me a pure heart of Lord and renew a steadfast spirit within me. That is a great verse for conflict. It is. You don't know what to pray. Pray that, say it again, Chanda. Say it again for the people in the back that can't hear. <laughs> created me a pure heart, O Lord, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. It is my verse that I say, and I also pray the spiritual armor, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the sword of the spirit, the shield of faith, the belt of truth, and the feet of the gospel of peace. I pray that every single day for me. Um. Because I need that armor. I need God to, and I need to say it because I'm a visual person. So I like, I see these things as I'm praying them. So I, I see myself putting on a helmet. I see myself holding a sword and a shield and a belt and a breastplate and the feet of peace. Like those things are visual for me. And I'm reminding myself of what God can do, not what I can do. Let me tell you one. I just learned this the other day. You take a, a card, a piece of paper, and you write down the first letter of every word of the Bible verse that you want to memorize. And then the little words like as, so, the, you write them out. And then every once in a while, you write one word just so you have a, a point of reference. And then on the, you fold that over. So that's what you see. And when you open the card, you write the whole verse. And let me tell you something. You would be amazed how quickly you can memorize a verse because you're looking at the letters. And once you read it out loud a few times, and then you look at it every day. I wish I had the one I was memorizing now because it's long. It's very long. And I can't find it now. It was right on my desk, but I have my, my prayer board over it right now. But ladies, I encourage you to try that. Yeah. Write one yeah. verse, one letter from each of the words. So, okay. Proverbs three, verse three through six. I'm just going to read a little of it. L, L, and F, N, L, Y. What? Let love and faithfulness never leave you. When you read that a few times and you just look at the letters, you will know. I put L-L and, I write out the word and, F-N-L-Y. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. B-T-A-Y-N. Find them around your neck. Wow. Try it. Try it because it helps you. And I do want to say, you know, we all know people that know a lot of Bible verses and they live in their head and not in their heart. Yes. <laughs> so it's not about Bible memorization. It's about Bible consumption. It's your daily bread. Take it in, meditate on it. Let it work in your heart. Let it work there. And uh, I love that you said, you know, we, we have to love one another. And that is a spiritual weapon. Yes. I'm not talking about killing with kindness because there's a way to do that in a way that it's, you know, for conviction and manipulation. Yeah. And it's not authentic at all. <laughs> it's not authentic. I'm talking about loving, difficult people, showing love in times where it doesn't match, where it's weird. And also one of the things that I love to do is, and I think you have done it as well. I've heard you do it before. As a matter of fact, you talked about it several times on previous podcasts. 
1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. Love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, and it's not proud. Now, I'm going to fill in Shonda. Shonda is patient. Shonda is kind. She does not envy. She doesn't boast. She is not proud. She does not dishonor others. Shonda is not self-seeking. She's not easily angered. She keeps no record of wrong. Shonda does not delight in evil, but rejoices with truth. Shonda always protects. She always trusts. She always hopes. And she always perseveres. Jesus' love in Shonda never fails. Gosh, it's so good. When you put your name in and you insert yourself the way you're supposed to, because that's what God, the whole reason of the cross was God inserted himself into humanity so that we could be reconciled to him. And those promises in his word should, we should put our name there because it is a personal thing. It's not these platitudes. They're actually promises that God has made to each one of our listeners today. Yeah. I think showing love to our enemies, meditating on scripture, praying for those that oppose you, practicing spiritual gifts and spiritual disciplines, it prepares our heart for conflict resolution so that even if I come to you with a desire and it doesn't work, I can still walk away with a clean heart. In other words, it's not me, it's God that cleans my heart, but I can still walk away without holding a grudge against you. And you know what? Maybe I can try another time. Yeah. And maybe it's just a seed that I plant this time and next time it'll go better. Exactly. Don't approach conflict resolution where I'm going to do all I can, but I'm leaving here with, uh, I'm leaving here with peace with this person. No, because the Bible tells us as long as it belongs to you have peace with everybody, but it's impossible to have peace with everybody. If we don't start with peace with God and then peace with ourselves. And we come into a place where we recognize our shortcomings, our weaknesses, are willing to be transparent about it and show love. Love is the solution of conflict. And I would even say if the person that you're trying to resolve the conflict with, if they're open to it, how about just say, do you mind if I pray? I'm really nervous. Can we pray together for a minute? Maybe they say no. Okay. That's okay. I respect that. I can respect that somebody doesn't want me to pray, but even that, now, don't do this. Lord, I pray that you open Shonda's eyes so that she can see what she has done. And I pray that you would soften that hard heart and convict her. And no, you pray, Lord, we are two hurting people. And I know that we love each other. And I know that we love you. God, help us to find each other again. Help us to understand. Help us to confess to one another what we've done. I take responsibility, Lord, for my mistakes and my failures in this relationship. So help Shonda to hear my heart as we speak. Wow. That's crazy. The most important thing too, it mean, God told us that we were going to have conflict. He said, take heart in this life. You will have trouble, but I have overcome the world. So we're tethered to that promise because we are reconciled to God. So we can address conflict in a way that honors him. If we remind ourselves that God has already done all of the work, we just have to let him change us first. He can't change anybody yet. We can't change anybody. Let's be real. But we've tried, you and I have tried all these years trying to change people and it's never worked. And we're just now trying, kind of figuring out that God is the one that needs to do it, not us. I always tell them, listen, I can't change myself. I need God for that. So if I can't change myself, I certainly can't change all these people around me. (laughs) But I'm thankful that I have a helper. Yeah. 
Whack-a-mole game. Okay. What in the world does a whack-a-mole game have to do with the helper? There's two things I want you to remember. First of all, in a court of law, only one attorney can speak. If you're speaking in self-defense, Jesus cannot speak for you. He is sitting waiting. Second of all, you have the Holy Spirit. If you are playing whack-a-mole with the Holy Spirit, trying to beat him at every move and you're rushing, instead of being slow to speak, slow to anger, quick to listen, then the Holy Spirit will back off and allow you to do it. Because if we don't need him, he'll allow you to be self-sufficient, which I can tell you in conflict resolution does not work well. No. So if you can be slow to slow to anger, slow to speak, listen to understand and show compassion, bathe it in prayer, be humble, uh, use the Holy Spirit, use the word of God, not as a weapon against the person, but you know, why don't you look up a few verses on unity and pray those verses, Lord, help us to have unity. I pray those verses every day. And I also pray Ephesians 429, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. Do you know why we are to forgive one another? So because we've been forgiven. Because you've been forgiven. It says, forgive one another as Christ forgave you. So he doesn't just call us to do something. He gives us the, the example of how to do it. Right. Right. I mean, it really, it's very simple. It's just yeah. doing it. And that's the whole reason for this podcast is to encourage you listeners as well as one another. I think a lot of times, the more you are aware of what's going on really in the spiritual context, it's a lot easier to not feel that it's because of you or, or take on that, that defensive posture that it's, yeah. you know, God has already overcome the world. We just need to rest in him, which is really hard to do. And if we've ever prayed, Lord, send me, and you're in a conflict, he might be sending you to model conflict resolution to the other person, to model what humility and love looks like to another person. So if you're praying, Lord, send me and use me, I want to reach the world with Jesus message. Guess what Jesus message was? There is a divide between you and the heavenly father. And I'm going to come and stand in the gap. And it cost him. It cost him leaving heaven. It cost a break in the relationship with God. He cried out. Why have you forsaken me? As he felt the weight of the sin, Jesus stood in the gap and he was willing to do it. And the Bible says he considered it all joy. He considered going to the cross joy because he wanted reconciliation between you and your father. Yeah. So let that be your motive. I agree. It's beautiful though. And as you pray and you consider the conflicts in your life, and if you don't have one, maybe you heard this because tomorrow one might arise because we're either in a conflict, coming out of a conflict or going, going into a conflict. It's, it's so true. <laughs> yes. okay. Well, I'm so glad that you joined me today, Shonda. And I'm so thankful that you have a ministry of peacemaking. Let me tell you, there's a difference between peacekeeping and peacemaking. Peacekeeping there's a rug involved. Yes. And there's a lot of stuff underneath the rug because we don't want to rock the boat. Peacemaking, it, it has a cost. It's difficult. It calls for humility, but we don't do it alone. We do it with Jesus. We do it with the power of the Holy Spirit. And we do it with all of the love extended from our father through Jesus to us. It's not for us. It's to extend and share with others. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me today. I really enjoyed this conversation. It hurt a little bit, but... <laughs> And, but it's a great reminder as I start my day and really, you know, live out what we've talked about. It's, 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 it's difficult, but I, it is possible with the help of Jesus and the Holy Spirit. 
Yes. And Heavenly Father, we just lift up anyone listening right now that's going through a painful, difficult conflict, Lord. You send your Holy Spirit to be a helper, Lord. I pray that you would extend your hand of mercy and grace and love them and help them, Father God. And I pray and I thank you that we can turn to you and your word for patience, forgiveness, and rest when there's conflict and burdens on our heart. Lord, be that peacemaker in each of our lives, first with you and then with others. And I thank you for Shonda, for her ministry, for her calling on her life to share your love with others and to share in this podcast. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Shonda. And we thank you all for listening. Thanks for joining us for today's Faith with Friends podcast. We hope you will like and subscribe as we continue the conversation. Follow us on Instagram at Faith with Friends. If you enjoyed this podcast, would you forward to your friends so our circle will continue to grow?